furniture, appliances, mattress. Fam.news. The single most popular piece of content to ever appear on the fam is titled How to Explain Price Increases to Mattress Customers. And we have the Beducator himself, the man who wrote the article, here to react to this breaking news. The Dos Marcos Show begins right now. Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in Welcome to the Dos Marcos Show. I'm Mark Kinsley. This is Mark Quinn. And we have on the show today, the Beducator, Jeff Shire. What's going on, Jeff? Not much. How are you folks doing? Awesome, man. Awesome. It's so good to see you again. Now, for people that don't know, you are America's Beducator. You operate a mattress store in Shelby Township, Michigan. You are known all over the internet as the Beducator. You have millions of views on your YouTube channel where you actually just spend time helping people understand mattresses and componentry and how to get a sleep system that helps you get better sleep. And so back during all the shutdowns and all the price increases and all the shifting that was happening in the supply chain, you were nice enough to write an article for the fam. And it was called How to Explain Price Increases to Mattress Customers. And price increases were coming every week, it seemed like. You know, there was uh, just wood and steel and foam and chemicals and on and on it went. And so when you wrote that article, help us understand, you know, what those conversations were like and what was going on with you. And then I also want to get into like, what is the conversation that people are having today? What are you having to explain to customers today? So first of all, welcome. Thanks for being on the show. And Jeff, we, we always appreciate your insights. Oh yeah, Dos Marcos. It's always great to, to speak with you guys. I, I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Look, look how smart he looks, Kinsley. He's like his, his collar all buttoned up and he's got the yeah. kit. I mean, by the way, Jeff, vegetation is such a great, term and you have a trademark do you not yeah i have uh i have two trademarks and the third one in the works yeah because it's so good i've heard other people say yeah it's the education i'm like i wouldn't use that term our boy jeff (laughs) anyway jeff i'll let you continue on to the very good question mr kinsley asked so go right ahead yeah sure well when we were starting to get hit with uh, so many of those price increases you know, right after uh, COVID early 2020, I would get a lot of people coming into the store and they want to know, well, why are the prices going up a little bit? I was here a few months ago looking at something and I thought, you know, instead of just having to explain this over and over again, I would put together an article that detailed objectively why this was happening in the mattress industry, because I did get a few people cynical. Well, you know, it's COVID. So you're just you know, the industry, you guys are just jacking up prices because you think you can, you have us over a barrel. I'm like, that's not the case at all. I, if I'm going to increase the prices here in my store, it has to be a pretty big price increase, you know, on the wholesale end of things for me to jump up the retail price. Cause I really don't like to do that. I try to run on as low of a margin as possible, but you know, I don't run a charity here. You know, I do have to make money and keep the lights on. So I thought, well, how do we do this? Well, let's put together the, the big objective reasons on, on why that's happening. And then I thought that could also be very helpful, not only to consumers looking for this information, but to other RSAs in the industry. Well, here's how you can explain it objectively to consumers who are open to learn why this is happening. And, and you can say, you know, it's really out of our control. 
if uh, if raw materials are going up, then componentry is going up, then the mattress manufacturers have to pay more to put their bed together. That gets passed along to the retailer, and that's going to get passed along to the consumer. So that was really the genesis of that article and why it happened. These days, I don't get as many people coming in asking about prices uh, going up just because my prices haven't changed too much lately. I'm not getting the biweekly uh, or monthly uh, price increases like it seemed I was back in the day. And actually, some of the costs, like with wood, have come down a little bit. I've actually been able to adjust down the prices of my foundations. Uh, these days, consumers are, are speaking more about, well, we know it's inflation, an inflationary time, and uh, prices are going up. They're seeing that all over the place. You know, go fill up your car, and it's a uh, 100 bucks now instead of $50, like it was um, not too long ago. And so they, I guess they have a little bit of an understanding uh, like that. It's not that they like it, but they're attributing it more to inflation. And at least now, you know, supply chains are getting caught up. Componentry is, is leveling off a little bit in some areas anyway uh, for now. So hopefully the, uh, the era of the big price jumps, at least with mattresses, uh, that's, that's slowed down for a while, I think. And, and, you, and um, you had an interview um, not too long ago um, with, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just looking it up here, uh, with Michael Faust at Carpenter. And he went over this stuff, too. And uh, which I thought was a really good interview for RSAs to uh, to watch and, and learn about. And he went into it in uh, much more detail uh, with with foams there at Carpenter. Oh, funny enough, that interview with Michael Faust from Carpenter is the second most consumed piece of content <laughs> on the fam of all time. So mm -hmm. clearly, you know, we were looking at times of uncertainty. We were looking at uh, this environment that created. Uh, real issues whenever you're having those conversations with consumers at retail and people were looking for answers on that. So they first turned to the Beducator via the fam and then they turned to Michael Falsa via the podcast. So well, I'm glad that we were able to be there and serve and we truly appreciate you sharing your expertise because for people that don't know, as the Beducator, you really take deep dives into yeah. different parts of the mattress industry. You're, you're really big on helping people understand when they come to buy a mattress, what actually makes a good quality sleep set and what goes into the componentry and what are those characteristics. And I'm sure some people are like, yeah, hey, just give me, give me a mattress. I believe you. I've seen you write about this stuff. And then some people, you know, they, they get that engineering cap on and they really want to understand what goes into it. When, I'm curious though, we're talking about conversations that you have at retail with consumers over the years of doing this for so long, you know, millions of YouTube views and sold lots and lots of mattresses. What consistently does come up as a conversation people want to have or they want to know about that they don't know about that's like a timeless educator topic that you have with consumers? Well, I, I tend to get three different tiers of consumers, really. I have ones that come in who, you know, they get almost to the point of analysis paralysis but they really want to know what's what's on the inside of the product and and you know what's going to work best for me and they come loaded with a lot of questions they're familiar with me from my writings and my education articles and i love that uh, i love to answer questions because then they're going to make a good educated choice you know finding what's appropriate for them and that's that's my job is to provide good information not to tell them what to buy but to give them the information so that they can make their own educated choice and then i'll get other people who who come in and they're open to learning about what's on the inside of the mattress. And, 
we can still have a, a conversation and talk about what's appropriate for their body type and their specific health conditions. And then I do get that third tier of customer that they really don't want to hear a single thing that's coming out of my mouth. And they're all about price point. You know, it's, you know, two ninety nine, three ninety nine. They're just looking for the most affordable thing. But even those people, I can still, on my end, you know, point them in the direction of something that's going to give them a very good, a very good value that's going to do a good job for them. I don't know that there's one specific thing that everybody tends to ask about. I, you know, you always get the things because they'll read a few articles online and what's the spring count on this bed? That's that's the one thing that you get quite a bit, and uh, I'm with quite a few people in the. Uh, in the inner spring industry that, you know, the, the spring counts aren't nearly as relevant as design profile, gauge of steel, you know, pre-compression in a pocketed unit, things like that. It's just finding what's appropriate. Um, not as many people focus upon the padding material on the inside and, you know, getting into the density of foam, the durability of the thing that really tends to break down within the mattress. Um, so I tend to focus on that just a little bit more, but, uh, and not one specific thing, you know, that they're that they that they tend to ask about about the mattress per se. I, I get a lot of questions all over the board. Usually, you know, if they're coming in, the, I get a lot of people that have bought a bed, had it for three to four years, and then they're complaining about how it's really sinking in and how the foams have lost their resiliency, and they don't want a mattress that's going to uh, to dip too much. And they do tend to focus a little bit too much on body impressions, assuming that a body impression makes a, a mattress defective. And I have to talk a little bit about that. That. Some of that's normal, but not to the point where you lie down on the bed and you fall into it um, like there's nothing there. And so body impressions would be another big conversation that I have and and have to educate people about that and what that really means. So, Jeff, let me so it's so interesting because you're putting people in three buckets. Either they want to know what's on the inside. Um, they don't, but you can kind of talk them through the importance of knowing what's on the inside and then the people who could care less, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for you, when are you talking about, because a lot of people aren't talking about components and to be clear, uh, just knowing you, the reason you're bringing people inside the bed is because that is your way, obviously, of building value in the product, right? So this one is more expensive because they're using better grades of foam. They have a better type of interspring system to support you. You're trying to help them understand the value in the bed, right? And so exactly. there's that part of it and, and your ability to make what's complex simple, which Mark and I value greatly, and that's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. But then the other part is, at what point are you kind of talking to these people and saying, hey, listen, the decision you're about to make, so the intangible side, right? The decision you're about to make could literally change your life. So t talk us through your process and when do you enter, when do you uh, intersect those two concepts? Well, I try to focus on sleep and health and restoration. And that goes back to my days as a, as an athlete and, you know, then a, and a coach. And then I can relate that to how this componentry, you know, finding the appropriate componentry can do that job for you. So I try not to get too much into the, technical specifications, you know, I could just sit there and talk for hours about what's going on on the inside of the bed. And then, you know, after about 30 seconds, people's eyes will start to spin counterclockwise. And, you know, they just, uh, they're just like, ah, they're drifting off and uh, not really what they're, they're looking to do. But if I can relate that to how the componentry can help you achieve better sleep, better restoration, and actually have, actually have a direct impact upon your health, that's what I, I try to relate. Some people are more technical oriented and a lot of that's just 
sort of feeling them out early on. What are they really interested in? Uh, we can talk more about the technical aspects and then how that can um, relate to better sleep. Or we can talk more about the sleep and the restoration. And, and hey, because this has this, that, and the other thing, this is going to actually help with your with your health and your sleep. So it just right, give us, give us depends upon that on person. That. I, I got to drill down on this one, Jeff. So for the RSAs out there, the retail managers, anybody that's selling a mattress and working in retail floor that wants to build value in the componentry because it does matter. I mean, ultimately these are mattresses made of different materials that add up to be the sleep system and absent of value, people are going to make decisions on price. So we believe you should build value in everything you have. Otherwise it is a price and item game. So for the mm -hmm. RSA out there that's interested in building value in some componentry, give us a specific example of a mattress build and how you would map that up to a benefit for that person as you're talking to them. Well, the first thing is, you know, the person comes in to the store. So you take a look at their body type, their somatotype, and have a bit of a conversation, find out, you know, do we have orthopedic issues, um, you know, low back issues, things like that, shoulder issues, neck issues. And then right away in the back of my head, I'm, I'm looking, you know, let's say, let's say I've got somebody that uh, is big, like they play on the offensive line for the Detroit Lions or something like that. So I know right away, I need a really strong support core. So we might look at something that's a, a not a double offset or a, a higher quality um, pocketed spring unit, let's say like the, the complete the complete uh, quantum unit from Liggett and Platt, uh, throw something out there like that. And then we know that as far as durability goes, uh, we're going to need higher quality padding material to, to put up with that. So we're going to go with higher density foams, generally speaking, are going to give us a longer expected comfort life. And then we want to look at the quality of construction of the product. How is it put together? You know, tufting by hand can certainly help with minimizing some of the body impressions, taking, uh, taking away some of the mechanical stress and extending the life of those foams as well. And then the overall plushness on top going to come down to their sleeping style, size of the individual, uh, making sure we avoid something that's not overly plush on top so we're not negatively impacting alignment and durability, things of that nature. So right off the bat, within the first 15 to 30 seconds, I'm sort of assessing the individual, getting some ideas. And then when we sit down and have a little bit of a conversation, then I may have to fine tune that a little bit. You know, what are you looking for? Is this every night adult sleep? Uh, something you want to keep for a while? Is this a temporary bed? You're you're going to be here in Michigan for two years, and then you're moving to Arizona and selling everything on Facebook Marketplace. You know, making sure that it's appropriate for the application. I don't want to. I want the bed to be comfortable and hold up well for the time frame that they're using it. But I also don't want to have them effectively be throwing money out the car window as they leave the store because they overbought on something that was much better than it needed to be. And conversely, if they're being unrealistic and thinking, you know, I'm going to get a 12 or 13 year mattress for $500 and then they're 400 plus pounds. Well, then we have to have a little bit of a conversation. That's where we'll get into the minutia and manage their expectations on, on durability. So there's a, there's a little process that goes on in the back of my head. And I try not to verbalize too much of that because then I'll get too much into the technical specifications, but I'll always explain exactly why I'm showing them the item that I'm showing them. You know, this is appropriate because A, B, C, support core, quality of padding material, and then the overall comfort suiting your preferred sleeping style and your, and your body type. What are some of the, that's a really great breakdown, by the way. And uh, you. if you're just, if you're just hopping in here or you hit that 15 second button, the skip forward at some point, 
Um, you missed all the good stuff, number one. And we are talking with the Beducator, Jeff Shire. Uh, and Jeff has been on the show before, millions of YouTube video views around educating consumers about why it matters to have a great sleep system and how it maps up to benefits. Jeff, I'm curious. So you're in Michigan, Shelby Township, Michigan. Right. And we talk in the industry sometimes about like the different trends around uh, technologies that are making their ways into their way into a mattress. Of course, those technologies or those innovations should be, in my opinion, something that actually delivers a benefit to the consumer. So my question is, I mentioned Michigan because it's a little bit cooler than other parts of the country. Do you have <laughs> a little bit today. <laughs> asking for cooling technology or anything like that that's a specific problem they're trying to solve or a benefit they're trying to get from their sleep system? Does that ever bubble up with people? Oh, sure. A lot of people will ask about cooling. Um, number one, because they're clobbered over the head with it with about every mattress ad that's out there, uh, mm -hmm. specifically, you know, memory, memory foam products, right? So I explain a little bit about what that technology is, you know, that they, they can touch the top of some mattresses and say, oh, that, that feels really cool. Well, so, well, it's room temperature, but it's a, bit, a little bit of a different sensation because of phase change materials, maybe minerals embedded into the yarns and the same thing with the foams. What can we put in there? You know, um, Peterson has done so much uh, with the research there, you know, now part of Liggett, right? And um, with putting the phase change materials, minerals and, and things like that, uh, gels into the uh, product itself. So I'll explain, you know, the limitations of that. And I talk uh, quite a bit also about airflow within the product um, as being a key thing with being able to uh, exchange air, um, not being as insulated within the product, which will help you sleep a little bit cooler. And then, of course, your your top of bed items, your your mattress pad and your sheets, making sure they're breathable and also very good at helping to control humidity. So I talk about the whole system. Um, I'll, I'll explain up front pretty much the limitations of what the mattress can do. There's, there's not a mattress that will make you feel like you're sleeping on an iceberg and, and you wouldn't want that. You want that little, uh, that little micro environment, that little cocoon that you're in when you're sleeping. Um, that needs to be, I was reading some research, like in the no, the low 90s, as far as the temperature, we don't want it to be 60 degrees underneath the sheet, although the ambient temperature outside in the mid 60s tends to work quite well, again, for helping with that, that exchange. And then combined with phase change materials and minerals and other things, we can help to create a sensation of being a little more comfortable underneath there. But it's a combination of everything. And, and I focus a little more on airflow uh, than than the other technologies. And, uh, and I think your experience with that as well, you know, putting nanocoils or, or microcoils in the comfort layers of a product can really assist with flowing some air. Every time you roll around on a mattress, it's sort of like an accordion, you're effectively sucking air into the product, but you're also squeezing air out and that can help a little bit with that uh, dispersion of that, uh, that thermal energy. Okay, Jeff, I've, I've, I've got to get you to something because you're talking about springs, you're talking about componentry, and I know you're working on a very big piece. I don't know, this might turn into a, a Jeff Shire book, but yeah. <laughs> you're working on a piece. Um, since you're our top performing author of all time on the FAM, and by the way, go over to fam.news and be sure to subscribe and you'll get all this great information. You can look up how to explain price increases to mattress customers. But I know you're working on a piece that's all about inner springs and the history and the usage and how it came to be. So I'm not going to, I don't want you to give away everything because I feel like this is going to be an amazing educational piece from the Beducator. 
But in your research, as you've taken a deep dive into Inner Springs, what has surprised you? What have you learned that really isn't out there that you're cobbling together and gathering together for this piece? I would tell you that the biggest thing I've learned is that much of what's out there online about the history of Springs in the mattress industry is inaccurate or, you know, half of the truth. And much of it is somebody's seen something online and they've cut and pasted it without doing their due diligence and researching it and putting it onto their website as fact. And so these, these myths become perpetuated over and over and over again. And so I did some digging into, into some of these things and found out, oh, that's, that's really not the case. Or, you know, people will go to different Wikipedia pages and, oh, this, this spring was invented by this person. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's not even true. You can go back and find patents 50, 60 years ago where, where, where that's been around. Uh, and again, it's the same thing over and over. If you, if you go Google the, the father of the inner spring, you're going to find this article. It's going to be the exact same stuff. Heinrich Westfall from Germany died penniless, and he invented the inner spring unit in 1871. And it's all it is. It's it's a uh, it's an old, effectively uh, an old wire story from the early 1900s. They used to put as filler material in the newspapers, you know, like who's who and things like that. And somebody saw that, copied it over, and then it's been repeated so many times that people pick it up as the truth, and it's. And it's, uh, it has some accuracy to it, but actually uh, we had somebody here in America, um, Mr. Liddy, who came up with something about 20 years previously. So, uh, you know, good for us here. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we beat <laughs> the Germans to that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it's just things like that. And then in the more technical aspects, you know, who came up with this spring design, you know, what we call the Benel spring, the hourglass spring. Elliot Bennell didn't invent that, um, but we call it the Bennell. And I've been digging into some research on that. How did that come to be? So it's a lot of stuff where I go down the rabbit hole. A lot of this I just find so interesting. And I know there are people out there in the industry and consumers as well that that find these things industry. And then then to take that and relate it to, okay, well, here's how we got where we are. And then just get into the basics. Well, what are the main types of springs these days? What are the pros and cons of each? How did they come about? which I think sometimes is what consumers are interested in a little bit more. Is one spring unit really better than another? Or is one really more appropriate uh, for something, uh, for certain sleeping styles or body types? And so there's going to be something for everybody in this, in this video. And I might have to divide it up into a few sections. We'll see how long it gets once I get the filming all done. But I definitely have been going down a rabbit hole. And every time I think I'm, I'm done, I'll run into something else. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't ring quite right. And... I've, uh, I've been doing a lot of research and beginning a lot of help from people all over the world, uh, um, um, in the UK and Germany, different patent offices, um, digging up old things that, that there isn't access to online. I've had, I've had a lot of help, uh, internationally with this as well. So getting to see a lot of things that, uh, most people don't know about. So I'll, I'll be sharing all of that once I get the video all done. Well, when date? you get it done, Jeff, make sure yeah. you let us know. We want to share it out. Obviously, Kinsley, we should be embarrassed. As many pieces as you and I have written for the fam compared to the number of pieces Jeff has written for the fam. And then you do the statistical relevant figuring on that. His hit rate to have two of our best articles compared to the effort we make. We've got to really refocus what we're doing. But Jeff, <laughs> we appreciate that always. We'll share it out. Last question I have. 
um, you know, you're looking at 2023 and things are going to be a bit different, right? Yeah. Um, you were talking to us before that you're really not even advertising right now. You do so much great stuff with SEO and, and um, you know, a lot of your YouTube stuff that you're doing and answering all the questions. <clears throat> and then your word of mouth marketing because of who you are and how you try to help consumers is so strong. So going into 2023 where, you know, it might be a little softer in the market, like where's your head as a retailer? Like how are you looking at next year? Yeah, you're right. I, I don't specifically spend on and, and advertising, whether it's online or, you know, locally. Um, my marketing is done through my social media, basically articles that I write, the videos that I put out, uh, commentary on different forms, things like that. And then just my own my own platforms for the store, you know, things like the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that good stuff. Right. And then my, my website. So I'll be getting a little more aggressive with things there. I try to put out more information for folks just to help them along the journey of making an educated choice. I want to provide them the tools so that they can make a smart decision. I'm not there to tell them what to buy or make the decision for them, but I want to be out there as a, as a source of education. And I find more and more people are beginning to value uh, sleep, which is good. That, mem that message is getting out there. I mean, we have a long way to go um, to just get people to stop looking at a mattress as a necessary evil, a commodity that they have to purchase, you know, when their old one is just worn out, you know, look at it as part of your overall health and restoration. So focusing a lot more on that, investing in yourself. And then, with the economy, the way things are going, I'm getting more and more people coming in and um, budget's always very tight. It's rare that I get somebody that just throws down, you know, a stack of hundred dollar bills on my desk and, you know, pick a bed for me. Uh, not that that's ever really happened, but still uh, you can tell people they're, they're really, you know, watching, uh, watching their budget. So what I've been focusing on here in the store is trying to find products that offer a really good value for the price point. So if somebody doesn't have a lot of money to spend and there's, there's nothing wrong with that, it doesn't mean that you should be stuck with a piece of junk that in, in one to two years is just falling apart and is incredibly uncomfortable. And then you have to go buy another bed in a few years and you spend a lot more money than if you would have bought something with just a little bit better quality componentry and maybe spent a hundred more dollars than you wanted to initially. Sometimes the cheap comes out expensive. So I've been focusing on, you know, how can we get some products with a little bit higher quality, a little bit better density uh, foams on the inside and trying to make those as affordable as possible. And actually, I've already brought in uh, a few different uh, uh, groupings of products. And I'm, I run low margins on everything here in the showroom. That's one of the things that I specialize in. You shouldn't have to mortgage your house to get a good mattress. But these few lines, I'm specifically running at some some really low margins if I sold all my beds like that. Well, I, I probably wouldn't be in business too long, but at least there's a, there's a specific subset of individuals that I can help out and, and get a really good product um, instead of having to, to settle for something that's a, a piece of junk. Well, Jeff, man, you, you've got a heart of gold when it comes to helping people. And we put you in, in our book, Come Back to Bed, as a shining example of, you know, somebody who's an, oh, you mean an this, amazing this good book actor over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. Uh, you got good. You got really good taste. Thanks, Jeff. I'm so big. I'm so big in the mattress industry. They wrote about me in this book. Do you ever get to flex on that? No, I, I, uh, 
I'm actually sort of the opposite. I'm, uh, again, this comes back to my athletic days. Uh, it's always, I'm looking over my shoulder and always working hard to improve upon myself. Uh, I, I do brag about the book. That's for sure. Um, I, I it's such an honor that you, that you chose to write about me a little bit in that there. And that to me, that's a really big deal. And so I, I appreciate it immensely, but no, the, the last thing uh, I'll ever have is a, is a swelled uh, ego from anything that I do. I'm always striving to do better and better and better. And there's, there's always a more that I can learn. And again, just like from my athletic career, you know, there's always somebody working harder behind you looking to, uh, to uh, take over your spot. And so I have to keep pushing, keep learning. There's so much to learn here in this industry. I'll never, I'll never learn everything, but um, biting off a chunk at a time, and then putting that content out to share for other people, whether it's RSAs or consumers, um, I'm happy to do so. Well, you do a great job of it. And in the book, we have our cage method, which is, hey, finding how you can participate in your marketplace in a way that's authentic to yourself and it's community and answers and giving and experiences. And you are the A, you're the answers piece of the puzzle. And you've done such a great job of serving people and digging into the details and translating that into you know, language that's more friendly to the consumer. So keep up the good work. We appreciate what you do. Uh, lots of people find you online and luckily that maps back to them coming into your store where they've got somebody that's really there and has a heart for helping others. So we appreciate you, man. And thanks for writing the most popular article of all time on the fam. Go check it out, how to explain price increases to customers. You're probably not having to do that very much these days, but you can also get connected with Jeff and find out how to explain many other things related to a mattress to the consumers, not just price increases. And we'll have you back on the show. I know you didn't give us a date, but we want to hear all about this deep dive around Inner Springs. And I'm sure by then you'll have other projects in the pipeline that you're writing about. So thanks, man, for being on the show. We really appreciate you, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me here. It's, it's quite an honor to be on the show. I appreciate it. And you bet, as soon as that's done, I'm going to have articles uh, for everybody to read on the fam. It's an honor to have you, Jeff. And if you're listening to this, uh, Kinsley, do you know when this one's going to publish? Uh, Adrian knows that. Adrian very, very well. knows everything. <laughs> My guess is it's sometime around the holiday. All I want to say is it is the holiday, and uh, we want you guys to know that we are thinking about you as you listen to this. Um, you're a big part of our fam, and we'll keep saying it, but uh, just a thought, reach out, get off your phone. Kinsey was busting my butt the other day and he had every right. We were in a meeting. I was on it constantly. Put the phone down. Be present with your family. It's such a big deal. And uh, reach out to people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while and make the holiday yours. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes. Give us a review. And most of all, go check out Jeff at Vegucation and see what, see what he's up to. Bounce on it. Oh.